Oh, Joe. Why? Why? So Joe Biden, in order to combat the uh, gas prices, is heading out to Saudi Arabia to meet with the royal family to see what can be done. Now, of course, is this the right thing to do? I mean, I suppose, maybe, but there's just one little problem here. Do you know which country has the most oil reserves in the world? Venezuela! Venezuela is closer. Venezuela has more oil. Venezuela would have more to gamble and has more that they would be willing to give up in order to make a deal with the United States. Why are we not working with Venezuela? Now, of course, you can be like, well, because the communists, we're not supposed to work with communist countries. We don't work with them. We hit them with sanctions. We want them to fail. Yeah, but we're working with Saudis. We're working with the royal family that murdered and chopped up an American Do you really think the other option is better? Do you do, This isn't a democracy that we're working with to get the, to to figure out the oil thing. So, I don't understand. I I don't get it. I truly do not get it. The United States this entire century has had a horrible horrible deplorable history with the Latino community. This entire century, both parties, all presidents, and it baffles me that these political pundits who like uh, don't seem to understand why the Latino voters because we're not voting because none of you deserve our vote. None of Bernie, you deserve our vote. All the rest of you, screw all of you. Honestly, this entire century has been this garbage. Cuba still has sanctions for no reason. The Cold War has been over for decades. Venezuela has sanctions, even though we work with other, like, terrible governments like China, like Saudi Arabia. Why? Why are these little countries still getting hit with sanctions? Why? It truly baffles me that the U.S. does not know how to work with Latin American countries. It baffles me. One thing that kind of slid under the radar because of in the midst of all the mass shootings and all the other terrible things happening in this country was the fact that there was a summit in California in which the United States was supposed to meet up with all the Latin American countries so they can discuss things like immigration, like, you know, the, you know, COVID, like the economic crisis that are happening everywhere. And guess who wasn't invited? Nicaragua, Cuba, and Venezuela, which angered Mexico and Mexico's president, uh, was very against the idea. And then even Ch- the Chilean government was against the idea because their argument is we should be working together. We should be confronting each other directly about these things that are happening. And it was just such a dumb thing to do. And the reason why it happened was more than likely because of the political optics. Because what would have happened if Biden had invited every country, the other side would have been like, I can't believe that Joe Biden invited communist country leaders to show up in California to discuss things with us. Irresponsible behavior. 
I don't know. My accents are all over the place right now. But I'm angry. I'm pissed off. Why is it that we can work with China? Why are we willing to work with all these other countries, with all these questionable governments, and yet we still, 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 still treat Venezuela and Cuba like they are the worst enemies that the United States has? They are not. Just because you don't agree with their governments, and guess what? I do not agree with their governments either. Just because you don't agree with them, it does not mean that you should punish the people severely with all these sanctions. And it was on the news that the Biden people are secretly worried that all the sanctions they've been levying against Russia has actually been harming the Russian people and hasn't done much damage. Really? Really? Why aren't these discussions happening with the Cuban and Venezuelan people? You are having migrants traveling thousands of miles, risking their lives to go to the United States because they don't have another choice, and yet we're thinking about the sanctions in Russia, and we're like neglecting the decades of sanctions that have happened against Cuba and have happened against Venezuela. Like it, it drives me crazy. It drives me insane as a Latino to watch my Latino brethren constantly suffer at the hands of American politics. It makes zero sense to me why we continue to have this hypocritical narrative, this hypocritical viewpoint of how we see Venezuela, how we see Maduro when compared to how we see China and how we see Saudi Arabia. I, it, it makes zero sense to me, right? Well, they criticize China, but you still work with them. You criticize the Saudis. They hacked up one of your own people. You're still working with them. You're still flying over to meet with them. And then even Schumer, like, defended, well, Biden has a history of dealing with tough leaders and knows how to confront... No, okay, fine. Lift the sanctions. This is the point of this, of my tirade here, is lift the fucking sanctions. I am tired of seeing Cuba and Venezuela still being treated under the same vilified look as these other countries that have done significantly worse to their people, have been significantly worse to the United States... I am tired of it. And as a reminder, as a reminder, this does not mean that I am pro-Cuban government or pro-Venezuelan government. Because the one thing about socialism is it stops being socialism when the leaders in power do not want to give up the power. And do not want to give people the chance to vote them out. Then it's no longer socialism. It is a dictatorship. We need to understand that there are differences here. But of course, you know the, you know, you know the kind of people that'll be like, well, socialism leads to communism, which leads to dictatorship, which leads to them believing there's no God. It's not how this works. I'm all over the place on this thing. But the point of the matter is Biden flying out to work with Saudis when he can fly to Venezuela where there is more oil and where there can be a much better chance for an actual proper deal that would benefit both countries immensely when that option is on the table and you're willing to fly thousands of miles in multiple time zones to the Middle East to work with others it just leaves me with a very sour taste it's disgusting behavior and it's just part of this thing where we continue to pretend like Latin American countries are like underdeveloped, are incapable of coming up with a deal, and you know they're they're beyond saving. It drives me crazy. We have mistreated practically every single country in Latin America unfairly since 
the tooth. I mean, for decades, for centuries, but especially in this century. Look what has happened to Mexico with the drug wars. And look how many guns the United States has sent down to Mexico. Look what happened to Honduras when uh, during the Obama years when their government got overthrown and, you know, the U.S. kind of let it happen. Look what happened to Bolivia when, you know, when that election turned out to cause some problems and it was clearly a coup that was more than likely supported by the U.S., Look what happened to Venezuela when, you know, the United States, you know, propped up this other president to try to become the new president. That plan didn't really work out because the United States half-asses all their measures when it comes to Latin American countries. They kind of throw stuff into the wind and kind of just let everything go. The solution to the gas problems lies beyond what's happened what's you know this flight to Saudi Arabia and whatnot like this is price gouging that's going on but my point of the matter is is that once again this is just more evidence that the Biden administration is not dealing with Latin American countries and Latin American crises that does affect the United States with everything that's happening with migration, the drug wars, the border, and even the behavior of the opposition towards Latinos living in this country. All right. The Biden administration is not making things any better. And even in 2020, when the election happened, they couldn't quite understand why Trump's numbers went up among Latinos. It's not because we decided to switch our vote. It's because a lot of us stopped showing up to vote. The strangest misconception that exists is this thing where, oh, it swung. It used to be Democrat, now it's Republican. No, it means the people that showed up to vote, sw- you know, switched over. We never have really strong voter turnout on any of these elections. So the fact is, it's that people that did vote before are not voting now because they're not seeing the results and they're just, you know, they're just tired. Latinos in America are tired. We are so, so tired. We're tired of seeing the the mistreatment of our nations. We're tired of the mistreatment of our fellow brothers and sisters. We're tired of it. And this administration is just continuing this trend when it really shouldn't have to. It's so frustrating. Like I said, Venezuela has your solution. But you'd rather go out and meet with a royal family that killed, straight up killed an American, straight up denied it, and straight up is guilty, but you're still working with them. I don't get it. I truly do not get it. And I'm just going to let you know now that if Biden's going to run again as president in 2024, I'll tell you what, that Latino vote, we're going to demand a lot more. And if not, we're just not going to show up. We're not going to vote Republican. We're not stupid. All right. This other thing where Latinos supposedly switch sides is stupid because you're, you're making it sound like we bounce back and forth depending on who can offer us more. That's not how this works. We just don't show up. That's just generally what happens. We historically do not show up to vote. We don't. But it's because both parties have screwed us immensely. There are people within, well, pretty much almost all from the Democratic side, that is looking out for us and is trying to help us. 
Bernie Sanders infamously talked about Puerto Rico extensively way back in 2016 when nobody else did. But the parties in general, both of them, have been very bad to us. And they don't know how to deal with the people, the our cultures, and our countries. And the evidence is clear from whether Biden flying out all the way to the Middle East to deal with the enemy to this summit that recently happened in which certain countries got disinvited, which led to other countries just backing out altogether. They have to, in order to try to be better, you have to treat your neighbors better. And right now, the treatment of the Latin American neighbors underneath the United States has been dismal. And it has to stop. If the Democrats ever plan on truly keeping our vote and gaining our vote, they have to work with our countries. They have to. I'm not even going to give a strategy to Republicans because screw them. They don't want they don't want us in there. Like the Republicans have a vision of what their America is and the Latinos are not part of that community. Straight up. They'll pretend like it, but it's not the case. But at the very least, the Democrats, there are some that are trying to be better with us. But in order for this to happen, you have to work with our countries. You have to work with our nations of origin. Because a lot of us have this story and a lot of us have families and friends back home that are suffering and partially because of American behavior within the last century. So it has to stop. There's got to be better solutions than what's happening now. That's my point. Joe Biden can run in 2024. It's just not going to happen. There was a report in the New York Times that discussed how uh, there are through sources that sources are saying that Biden is upset that not enough Democrats are supporting are pledging their support for his 2024 run because, you know, a lot of people are being asked about this question because the news always enjoys a good, you know, juicy, gossipy headline to use. For example, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was thrown a curveball question on at the end of one of her interviews on CNN, in which it discussed, oh, would you back Biden in 2024? And AOC rightfully responded, well, we have the midterms here. There's a lot that can happen between now and then, which is the right answer. And nobody should be blindly supporting Biden because we don't know what's going to happen between now and then. But Joe has been very upset about this and he seemingly is like dumbfounded that there's just not this wave of support for him as he considers a second run as president. Which, why Joe? Biden... What makes you think that you deserve that second run? Let's be honest with ourselves. Let's be honest. What have you done that has shown that you deserve that second run? Now, you are an upgrade over Donald Trump. This is a guarantee. You have helped calm the flames of the white supremacy that happens in the White House. 
even though they nearly took over and nearly succeeded in their coup that's still being investigated and still has not led to the arrest of the man that started it all. But that's another story. But what did you do? What have you done? Right? What have you done? Be honest. You have made a few difficult decisions, and I agree. There are, you, this administration is going through some really, really rough times. It has to survive the white supremacist movement that continues harming this country. It has to survive Putin's like ridiculous invasion of Ukraine that luckily for Europe and the rest of the world has not turned out to be as, as easy of a victory as everyone apparently anticipated. He pulled out of Afghanistan because the Trump administration had made a deal with the Taliban before Biden even took office and Biden was forced to yank all those soldiers out. And the Taliban has taken over Afghanistan. The new Taliban, you know, the Diet Coke Taliban. Yes, this administration has made some very, very difficult choices and for the most part, on the very, very difficult choices, they've done the right thing. They've done a good job with, you know, sending money to the Ukraine and not soldiers. That is the right thing to do. The Afghanistan idea, that was, sadly, the best decision you could make because that war was just going to continue. The Taliban was going to, they were, they were going to fight until there were no more bodies. Unless the soldiers got pulled out of there. And it did not help that the Afghanistan military quite literally gave up. And the president of Afghanistan, like, escaped to another country. So I'm not gonna, I'm not going to completely drown Biden in criticisms here. There are some moves that he made that was the right call. But then there's all the other little things that are happening. Joe is too afraid to confront his own people in his own party. He is too afraid to accept the realities of the Republican Party and continues trying to vouch for their votes when he should not. Joe just seems dumbfounded that the MAGA movement is continuing and that they are going to fight tooth and nail until they reclaim this power and they seem absolutely powerless and stupefied by all this you know revelation and they don't have a plan the Biden team does not have a plan they are playing 1990s politics in a 21st century game it makes no sense no strategy by any NBA team in the 80s and 90s would work today because the game has changed. The three-point line is more important than ever. This is similar to what's happening in politics. 80s and 90s politics and the optics and the decisions and the way you communicate with people, that does not work anymore. And Biden and his friends, his old-ass friends, continues behaving like they can win elections, like they can still win the will of the people, win their support, behaving the way that they behaved in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. No, it does not work that way anymore. There's too much damage. 
The United States has fallen apart and is behaving like a third world country while sitting on top of all this money that is not being used and is not being utilized properly to help the American people, which are suffering immensely. Right there is... There's a housing crisis. People are not making money. The minimum wage has not increased. These corporations are losing their shit. They are doing everything imaginable to suck as much money out of the American people. And nothing's being done. There are no creative solutions. There are no direct confrontations. There's nothing being done to actually tackle the actual problems we have at hand. Biden thought he could just cakewalk through this administration because he's not Trump. And yes, he is an upgrade, but that is not enough. There's a lot of damage that has occurred. And it just seems like they they do not realize the extent of said damage. There are millions of people suffering. There is just so much crap going on. We have a gun problem. We have a housing problem. We have a money problem. We have an education problem, a healthcare problem. There's just so many. And yes, we are not, we should not expect for this administration to solve all these problems, but at the very least, steer us in the right direction. And that's not happening either. At the very least, threaten the power of the Republican Party. That's not happening either. We haven't expanded voting rights. We haven't expanded healthcare. We have not done anything that the people actually want. They have shunned off, Biden and his cronies have shunned off what the progressives have been screaming about, rightfully, and they are listening to all the wrong people. It is a mess. This administration's been a mess. They're still mistreating Latin America I don't know how many more administrations can put up with this. Lula over in Brazil has this idea that he wants Latin America to have their very own currency, a little similar to the European Union's euro. And son, if that happens and and the United States cannot figure out their shit, there's going to be some economic problems in this country. Because that U.S. dollar value is going to drop. You ha- I'm not saying that I want America to be number one and to like you know stomp out the competition. What I'm trying to say is, is that the people here are suffering, and the richest country in the world can afford to fix these problems, and they don't. And what's going to happen is you're going to lose people. You're going to lose people to these other countries that are getting better. You're going to lose. You're going to lose partnerships because they're going to seek else. They're going to seek elsewhere to improve themselves. I'm not. I'm not the kind of person that does these global competitions. But there's a reason why Central America and South America is looking more towards China for for business deals and for you know global trade. They're looking more towards them because China has seemingly figured things out, even if their human rights record is... But the United States continues 
behaving like a third world country that has allowed the minority to rule over the majority. And as a result, women are losing their rights and other people are going to have their rights threatened. And the president of the United States, someone who we all consider as the most powerful man in the world, cannot figure anything out. His own White House is in shambles because he cannot understand that he needs to be creative with his solutions and he needs to stop pretending like the Republicans can turn things around, you know, morally within their party. It's not going to happen. Those people have to go. And I've always said we're three bills away from eliminating the Republican Party as it stands and they're going to have to figure that out. But there's no expanded voting rights. There's no expanded health care. There's no expanded number of justices. Nothing is being done to actually tackle the problems. And Biden is upset that there's not enough support for his 2024 run. Dude, focus on your midterms. Focus on the fact that the only reason why you guys still might win is not because we want you, but be- but it's because we have to bring it upon ourselves to make sure that the other party doesn't gain any more power. Absolutely ridiculous behavior from this administration. Tired and tired and tired of it. <laughs> Being mad that they're not going to support. No, Biden cannot run in 2024. And neither can Kamala Harris. Kamala, what have you done? And yes, I'm going to defend her slightly here because she has to, she cannot deviate too far from what Biden wants. She can't because it's just, you know, the optics game because the Democratic Party does the optics game. And I'm pretty sure they have to tell Harris, hey, don't stray too far from this. And this is why we've had to look towards, you know, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, because these politicians are not as tied to Biden and not as tied or dependent on him for their political future and their aspirations. Bernie can run again. He don't need Biden's permission. But Harris, if she wanted the presidency, she'd have to get it through Biden. Because Biden is the one main obstacle. But these other politicians who are providing actual solutions, whether through interviews, through Twitter, through social media, they're not tied. And therefore, they're providing what should be the solutions. They're the ones that are rewriting the rules and they're saying this is what must happen. But for whatever reason... Biden continues biding his time and it's just going to lead to more disaster. So he cannot run in 2024. He should not run in 2024. I was actually shocked that he considered this. No, dude. You were the guy that was going to get all the hate for following up Trump and you were going to try to fix the messes. That was your job. But for you to think that we're going to give you eight years of this? No. No, 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 no. We voted for you 
because we had to keep Trump away. We didn't vote for you for your policies. We didn't vote for you for your, you know, for your amazing history and politics. No, dude. You are the only thing that stood in the way from another four years of terrible, terrible bullshit from the Trump administration. You were the only thing that could have stopped him. And we had to vote you in. But now that you're in there, there there's no way we're going to keep you in there if you continue behaving this way. It's just not going to happen. We need better solutions and we need less optics. Stop making decisions based on your fears of what the opposition is going to say. Just do the damn things. You should have invited Cuba and Venezuela to that summit of all Latin American countries. You should have tried to make a deal with Venezuela concerning the, you know, concerning the oil. So you can at the very least try to drop some of these prices. You should have attacked these gasoline companies for what they've done. And you should have tried some executive orders to controlling the price. Even if the courts were going to get mad about it. But we need, we need evidence that shows that you know what's actually going on and that you care. But we just don't see it. We do not see it. Stop pretending like it's the 80s and 90s. Stop pretending like it's the Bill Clinton era. This is a completely different beast. This is a completely completely different set of burdens that we are facing. You have to be stronger than this. You have to be more assertive than this. And you gotta be smarter than this. The conservatives have run circles around you. You've let... You've let these little you've you've let these little ugh, ridiculous pieces of crap known as mansion and cinema basically control the Senate. Just nothing's being done. Not enough is being done. How do you expect us to vote for you in twenty twenty four? Under these conditions and this economy? Hilarious, Biden. Get your shit together, Joe. Please. The country needs you. Stop messing things up. Get some stuff done.